everybody i want to thank you for joining us again for another another edition the third night of the servant leaders coaches bible study servant leaders revival it's been an amazing week thus far night one we had pastor and coach dennis mcnulty night two last night was another powerful night with sports chaplain and minister brandy ford and now it's not going to be any different this evening we have a coach a minister a speaker speaker an encourager with us, Curtis Clark. And I'm so thankful just to have him here. He's been on as a fellowshipper with us. We've been communicating. And I know God has a word that he is going to use to minister through this brother. So I'm going to go ahead and pass the torch to you, Curtis. I appreciate your time, brother. More do you know, I appreciate your strength. And I know that God's going to use you in a mighty way tonight. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for allowing me to to grace, as uh, people will say, the pulpit again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah, um, but I, I, I love outreach, and, and this is a form of outreach because we're not in the four walls. It's not traditional. It's not in our tent. I just love outreach, and this is a great platform to do with social media. Everybody else doing everything on social media, so why not use it for God's glory and his light to shine? For sure, and I appreciate that so much. And, and, and one of the things you said that I love the most, and I remember even fellowshipping with you months back, when we first got connected and just recognizing that sports is a ministry and that pulpit can be wherever we are. So I'm just so thankful no matter where we are, as you say, sitting there, God can send a word and I know he's going to bring it through you tonight, man. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be like a preacher and I'm going to say, I got about 20 to 30 minutes and uh, <laughs> do your thing. Do your thing. Um, Cause I got to get my daughter to dance, but um, it's still a word from God. We can pray it in real quick. Uh, real fast. Um, God, we thank you, God, for today. God, we're asking you right now, God, to, to allow this word to be fresh, to set on someone's heart and spirit right now in the name of Jesus, God. And God, just give us new revelations, God, about what servant leadership is and, and just revive us, God. Uh, bring us back to life, God, in our spirits, to whom wherever um, who's going to be listening to this word, God. And God, I thank you, God, for Chelsea, God, just to strengthen her, God, as she moves forward in this segment of her life, God, anyone that may be listening, God, just strengthen them right now in the name of Jesus, God. And I'm asking you, God, decrease me, God, as I speak your word, God, and, 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 and allow yourself to manifest right now, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So um, I've, been, I've been praying about this thing all week, and I, and I chimed in on pastor, then I chimed in yesterday on the minister and and everything I, I feel like is lining up with what I'm gonna, what God gave me and, and what I'm gonna say tonight. And, and I'll be coming from Saul, I mean, 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 23. And um, it said, and it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul that David took a harp and played with his hands. So Saul was refreshed and well and the evil spirit <clears throat> departed from him. So, I'm going to stick with, with, with what Pastor said with the arsenal, and I'm going to add something to the arsenal. And in order to, to be a, a great servant leader, um, you have to be selfless. And I'm going to give you a couple of points. You got to be selfless. And there are plenty of people in the Bible that I, I can recall that, that has been selfless. But in this particular passage, um, it talks about, uh, um, talks about David. 
and Saul. And with Samuel, he had to anoint a new king. And in this, and, and, and before we got to verse 23, I just want to retract and give you guys some, some ground. It, it was talking about Saul and his evil spirit. And that's how David came and, and, and played the heart for him. But in the midst of that, before even that, Samuel had to anoint a new king and he had to go to Jesse. In the midst of that, as I read, as I read this, David was not the one to be picked at all. And Samuel had to go through all of his, uh, all of Jesse's sons. And he had to ask Jesse, is there another? And one thing that, that stood out to me, David was a shepherd. And in order to, to have servant leader, to be a servant leader, you got to know how to shepherd. And before you know how to shepherd, you got to know how to follow. And I was always taught and learned and, and, and learned that over the years in, in being a coach and being under people, you had you, you, in order to, to be a, a chief, you got to be an Indian. And so with, with, with this, and I had to look it up, Chelsea, servant leader. And, and when I looked it up, it said that a servant leader, hold on, let me go to my notes real fast. It said a servant leadership is a leadership in which the goal of the leader is to serve. All right. That's the, that's the goal of a servant leadership. It is to serve. And what David did, he ended up serving Saul, even though David did not know that in, you know, in the midst of everything, after all of this, Saul was going to end up trying to kill him. And, and I would call, and this is not scripture. I believe the evil spirit that jumped on Saul was jealousy. Uh, and this, that's not Bible. I'm saying as my opinion, I'm getting away from Bible. I believe that it was jealousy because David was anointed as a new king, but also David had gifts to pour into Saul. And the crazy thing about it is you're going to be in a situation where you have to bless someone that is going to hate on you. And what are you going to do with it? Are you going to be like, nah, I'm not going to bless this person? Or are you going to really be a servant leader and humble yourself and, and, and bless that person? All right, the second thing, in order to, to, to be a servant leader, I believe you have to be faithful. Um, faithful to the cause, faithful to the walk. And you got you to be faithful to to what you're doing, passionate about it. And the person that I believe in the Bible that I can recollect with everything is Joseph. Joseph was selfless and faithful. Regardless of, of what happened with him, with, 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 the, um, um, with Pharaoh's uh, wife, he was still faithful to God, knowing that God had his hand on everything and he was going to pull him out of the situation. So who's ever listening, you got to be faithful in order to be a servant leader. People got to know that regardless of a title of I'm a coach, I'm a head coach, this, that, and the third, you're still going to be faithful as if you're just a regular person. 
And so the last thing that, that I'm going to say um, about serving leadership is that we all have to understand and know what the call is and how to go about, I'm going to say, functioning in the call of being a servant leader. And Jesus was the best example out of everybody that I read in the Bible about serving leadership. And he didn't come for the high and mighty, as he said, he came for the meek and lowly. And for him to get down and for, for God to send down his only son and for him to get off the cross and be raised on the third day just for me, just for my sins, little old me, I believe that's the ultimate servant leader. And I tell, I, I had a conversation with a couple of people about a week ago about, you know, being selfless and being Christ-like, having that Christ-like mindset um, when it become when it when you're coming a servant leader. Basically, are you willing to serve others that talk about you? Are you willing to serve others that lie on you? Are you willing to serve others? that cheat on you? Are you willing to serve others that walk away from you? Are you willing to serve others that just plainly don't like you because of just who you are? And you have to have a, a self-reflection of that because if you have this light and you carry this call or you so-called say you carry this call and you're a Christian, you have to answer those questions. You cannot turn your back on people because they cuss you out or they walk away from you or they may cheat on you or lie on you. You still have to be Christ-like. You still have to have that, 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 serving, that, that serving mindset. Regardless, at the end of the day, as a coach, when I walked in this thing and I had to learn it as well, that we're here to serve kids. That's what, that's what football is. That's what I do for my kids at my school. I serve them at the end of the day. We're here to serve and help others to achieve their goals. Granted, you may have your own goals, but your goals are going to come when you push somebody else. As the church people say, you know, when somebody get blessed and if you praise God with them, your blessing is going to come. So if you just take the time out to just serve and help others, God is going to see it. What you do in the dark secretly, what you do secretly, he's going to open, you know, he's going to openly bless you. So I will say this, you know, just to encourage you, whoever listening, who's ever chiming in, stay the course because sooner or later, it's going to happen for you. Trust God. And I'm speaking to myself as, as I'm talking, like I am literally speaking to myself because so much has happened this week that I had to trust God. I had to stay faithful to him. So I would say just, just trust God. Pray to him. As the minister said yesterday, and I forgot what the pastor said um, on, on, on Monday, but you got to stay faithful and you got to be selfless in order to be a servant leader. Because those are the things that I had to encounter in my experience being a teacher and being a football coach. So that's all I have, Chelsea. So, you know, I mean, I'm sitting here and I just think about 
we talk about that word arsenal, right? And the Lord gave that to me and it, it was as plain as day when he talked about, you know, this revival and this one year and culminating all of that. And it's exciting, right? We all know what it feels like when you celebrate a birthday or anniversary and it's a momentous day. So you put, you know, forth everything into that celebration, but you also have to recognize now as we work towards that next year, how do we reignite? And the Lord said, it's a revival. Mm -hmm. You remember, I remember that when I was a kid. I remember that was a kid, week long in the summer, right? I yes, ma'am. Okay, I sat on the morning bench and, and, and gave my life to Christ during revival. And so it, as leaders, as servant leaders, whether we're educators or coaches or whoever we lead in any aspect of our lives, there's times where it gets dull. There's times when there's not much to celebrate. There's times when we don't feel like serving. But one of the things that you said at, at the best, we have to stay faithful. And as the word tells us, if we're faithful over few things, come on, y'all know what it say. Come on now. Problem is we want the many and we're not willing to do the few things. We want the many. And like you said, we're not willing to do the things that people can't see. We serve when the light is shining. Yep. We serve when people are going to put my name on the program. Yep. We serve when I'm going to get an accolade or some money attached to that. But what about the calling? Christine Kane says it best all the time. She says, uh, many of us will miss our assignments because it's not in the zip code we feel it should be in. Boom. Status level where we think we should be in. And we miss the calling on our lives that God has given because it's not being recognized by people. But as I always say, I want my well done before any applause, before any approval. And that's why I love how you pinpointed the simple fact that you're going to have to serve some people that's not going to appreciate it. You're going to have to serve some people that's going to talk about you. You're going to have to serve people that you know did you wrong, but you still got to serve them in the midst of it. Yep. But isn't that a part of servant leadership? And we're not the first ones to do it. I tell people all the time, as ministers, as speakers, as leaders, as people who are livers and doers of the word, if we can pinpoint numerous people in the word and reference them on having to deal with situations that we do now, please understand, you're not the first one. <laughs> so if we can reference it, we can definitely do it. And I'm reminded of the truest servant, the one that gave the blueprint for all of us. Hmm. The man sat here at Last Supper and washed feet of people who knew he knew didn't yeah. support him he knew betrayed him yet he did it anyway there was a meme that stuck to me curtis and it said a lot of times we think about what we would do on our last day on earth and many people say well i'll go and eat at this at my favorite restaurant or oh, i'll spend it with family i'm gonna do this they said jesus knew and he washed feet and that thing pierced me, Curtis, because I think about how hard it is we complain about in coaching, in leading, on our jobs, whoever we lead. Parenting, that's leadership, okay? Yeah. This basis and platform started with coaching, but I tell people for all who lead, whomever you lead, we complain so much about that, but understand these things were done before. And if the blueprint has been laid out, it takes people like you to remind us that we have to be faithful. Yeah. And we have to be selfless. 
that one's forgotten a lot, Curtis. I feel. Yeah, it is. It is. It, it, so, it really is. And what and, would you say? And I guess to add to that, and then not to cut you off, but to add to that selfish portion. And I say this because many times, as coaches, as leaders, we are looking for the next. Can you talk a little bit about how to maintain being selfless? Here's the other portion, and I'm speaking to many coaches who are in moves right now, who are waiting and making job decisions right now, who have opportunities on their plate and they're trying to figure out where to go. How would you talk to someone in any portion of what I just listed about how to remain selfless, but how to also seek Christ to make the decision he would have them to make? Honestly, you know, (laughs) Chelsea, I'm in that boat right now. And I can't really say much right now, but I'm in that boat right now. And and the thing that God reminded me is that, one, I have to seek his face every day. You know, and I, I got to find that scripture or that song to, to keep me here, to keep me, but also reminded me as well that my job and my purpose is still right here. And whatever your will is, God, I'm going to do it. And I always pray. I say, God, you walk before me as I walk in your footprints. Because at the end of the day, if I try to do it, and I've always tried, and God always smacking the head, I try to fix everything or I try to do it on my own. And then it turn around, God saying no. So I, I would tell them, you know, at the end of the day, fast and pray and seek God's face. Those three things right there will keep you focused. It'll keep you on the drive of, all right, God, you know, it's in your hands. I'm just going to walk in your footprints. And that's how it's going to be today. Whatever your will is going to be done, it's your will and not mine. So whatever decision that you allow to happen today or wherever uh, avenue you want me to go down, God, that's your will. And I'm going to roll with it. At the end of the day, whether I get the job or not, or whether uh, I pick this school or not, or, or whether, you know, I get the decision or not, God, you're still good. God, I'm still thankful. And, and a lot of people forget that. Like, we still got to have that thankful mindset. And one of the preachers that at my church, <clears throat> he talked about still being thankful, even if you don't get that decision that God, that, that you want God to, to give you. You still got to be thankful. If somebody passes away, you still got to be thankful because at the end of the day, they are in heaven and you have the ability to celebrate their life. So whatever decision that God does for you, whatever his will is, you still got to be thankful, whether good or bad, whether you like it or not, or whether it's the right decision or you don't want to go down there or you don't want to do this. Because I found myself at times where I don't want to minister to people and God be like, all right, you ain't going to minister. All right, I'm going to send this kid your way that's dealing with depression. Or I'm going to send this adult your way that's dealing with problems in their own household. And I'm like, dang. You know what I'm like? I, I got I to gotta do it because it's the assignment. It's, 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 it's instilled in me. That's the selfless part about it. That you got to forget about self, forget about your problems, and focus on uplifting and pushing people forward. And I think that's golden, brother, because more than anything, and 
the reason I like having this conversation with you um, and breaking it down this way today, because yes, ma'am, Coach Chris, uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, I feel that as servant leaders so often, we are able to accept what, as they say, thus said the Lord, right? We're, we're able to accept what thus said the Lord when it sounds good and when we agree. Yep. You know, it's, it's funny, I have people in my life and, and I know they'll call when they feel I'm going to say what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. And when there's a decision that they're trying to figure out, I know when they also won't call because they know I'm going to always say what they need to hear in terms of being guided by what God will have me to say. And that's not always what you want to hear. But what I do know is that the word says all things, not some, not few, not the ones I want you to. The word says all things work together for the good of them who love him and are called according to his purpose. So the fact of the matter is, if you love him and you call according to his purpose, yeah. he work for your good. You just got to recognize, and many servant leaders said this in the past, you got to define good. And good That's ain't good. about what you want. Because I, I tell Curtis, I tell people all the time, I tried it my way. Don't know. I don't like how it looked. I don't like how it felt. And it didn't leave me in a place where I wanted to be. Yep. So can we trust God's good? And and also that good could be in an uncomfortable situation. Come on. He can push you out of your box and your your, your comfortability. I I just made up a word. I don't think that's a word, but he'll put, you know, (laughs) I like it. Go for it. Out of that comfort zone of yours. So you can be uncomfortable, but it's still good for you when you get in that situation. But we don't look at it like that at all because we look at it through the, the, the natural eye of the fleshly eye instead of looking at it like God has a plan for my life. I don't know what it is, but I'm just going to roll with it because it's God. He wakes me up every day. You got to think on. about it. That's the plan. He gives you the, the essentials to carry on throughout the day. That's a plan. Like Come the on. body organs in our body are functioning. That is a plan from God. Come on. Our brain is functioning. That is a plan from God. The little things that we forget about every day is a plan from God. Everything that we do is a plan from God. Come on. Now we still have choices in a matter of fact, in, in, in ways of, all right, either we're going to go right or go left in terms of sinning. Now we're going to really do it or not do it. But it's still a plan because God still knows whether you're going to do it or not in your heart. He knows it already. So we just got to follow the plan. That's it. And the thing about it is, and, you know, one of my second mothers, she said, you also have to celebrate the now. You yes. celebrate your present state and placement. And that part's important. He won't move you until your assignment is complete. I think about when you said it, and that was amazing, Mama Willette. It was amazing, right? And, and here's the thing. When you think about it, it's all, we all play video games growing up. Some of us still play them now, right? And there's stages, right? Like the song said, there's levels to this, okay? And you can't, I don't care how many times you play that game, okay? I don't care how many times, let's take it all the way back to Mario, Curtis. Let's take it all the way back to Mario. I don't care how many times you play, okay, that game. It did not matter, I'm sorry. I don't care if you get all the way to trying to rescue in the princess. Okay. You're not moving on until you complete the previous level. And so at the end of the day, we want to move to the next level. We want to pray for blessings. One of our servant leaders, Robert Knox, he said this today. He said, 
Are you ready for what you're praying for? We're praying for things. God, I want this. Can you give me this job? Can you do this? Can you do this? Are you ready for it? What are you doing prepared? Had you been faithful with your previous situation? And so when we talk about his plan, understand that his plan is also preparation. You got to respect his plan as preparation. We want to jump all the way to the end of the script without writing the first chapter. And he's, you're missing what he's trying to give you in the now because you're focusing on what everybody else is doing and trying to get there. You know, that's a, that's a huge piece for me, Curtis. That's a huge piece for me. But it again, goes back to being faithful. You can't be faithful with the big job. You got to be faithful every step of the way. Every step of the way, like every little thing, like, like I, it's going on 13 years. Um, and I'm just gonna give a piece of my time. This is going on 13 years as a football coach. And I've been trying to, you know, make that step to become a head coach. And I've had a, I had an opportunity, um, probably like a month ago. And, and I thought that, you know, this was my job. Like, God, yeah, I got it. When I walked back out, I was like, God, it's yours. It's mine. Thank you, Lord. But I didn't get it. So, you know, that, 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 that inkling in my mind, like, man, God, what are you doing? And some recent things has happened. And I'm like, all right, God, you was preparing me. And I thank him for that. Um, people got to understand when they're in the preparation stage. Um, and when they're not in the preparation stage, because there are times where I was in a preparation stage, speaking from a just experience alone, like when I was, when I didn't notice I was in the preparation stage and I wanted to, you know, jump ahead when I wasn't even ready. So if you can recognize when you are in the preparation stage, then that, that, that cause you a lot of heartache, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of questioning God, because honestly, at the end of the day, it's like, I look at it like a butterfly and, 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 and when the butterfly don't, the, the caterpillar don't become a butterfly the next day, it's a oh process. The preparation stage, the cocoon, God will allow you to be cocooned and sealed from things that you're not ready for, that you're not prepared for, but in the cocoon, he's preparing you. Come on. So you got to understand when you're in that stage. And you may be, I don't know who's listening, you may be in that cocoon stage, but when you come out, you're going to be ready. You're going to have many colors. You're going to have more experience. You just, you're just going to be on a whole nother level. And people are going to be wondering how you get this, how you do that, how you did this, how you do that, God. Come on. Because he prepared me and set me aside and put me in a cocoon so I can gain that experience. That's it. But you know, here's the thing. And you're a man, but you're a father, okay? And we all know the stages of pregnancy, yes? And we yeah. know that this baby, there's full term and there's preterm labor, right? And so what happens when there's premature babies, right? So when we're sitting here and we want things before they come to full term, it's going to lack some things. You're not ready. You're yep. not ready. You talked about how God was able to have these systems all set in place, but don't give it that full term and it's going to lack some things. I'm going to be fully built and ready for birth. Yep. And so I love when you talk about that cocoon stage because we, that's the part we don't want to do. We don't want to do the assistant job. We don't want to do the volunteer work. Okay, come on. We don't want to do the behind the stage work, the behind the scenes work. 
I don't want to sweep the floors. What you mean? Oh, you want me to come on, but you can't pay me? I don't want to do that. Yeah. Cocoon stage, folk. If you didn't recognize what that was, let me let me spell it out for you, my my servant leaders. Okay. All right. I don't want to. I don't want to shadow anybody. I already know what I'm doing. Yeah. Cocoon stage. You know, and I'm reminded over and over, Curtis, of the, there's a story that was always told to me, um, and, and and it stuck with me. And it talked about how, um, you know, this guy was walking through and the circus was coming through. Uh, people may have heard it. The circus was coming through and this guy was walking through and he saw the little baby elephants um, and he saw the larger elephants. And what he realized is that the, the baby elephants were chained. Um, and the elephants, the larger ones, full term, were not chained, but they were staying in line. Okay. And so he, he bid the question. He asked, he said, okay, so if the larger ones are staying in line, but you're chaining the babies, why is that? Why do you have to chain them if the, they're staying? So the baby, he said, no, 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 let me help you. He said, see, what happens is when they're babies and they're in infancy, we, ch we chain them so they can't get away. So that when they're larger, and I remove the chain, they grew so much to remember that I've chained them that even in their minds, even though they're unchained, they don't think that they can move and be set free. Now that can be taken in two separate directions, but in the cocoon stage, this is my thing. When God is trying to build you and has chained to his word, Okay, follow me here now. When he is trying to build you and chain you to his word, right? He's teaching you. He's feeding you the word. He's giving you everything that you need to follow his will and know how to move and shake in his spirit. Why? Because when he unchanged you, you're not going, as you say, go left and go right. You're going to stay in his word. I don't need a chain. I don't need a physical chain because you train me i'm gonna fit, forgive this dog barking but y'all got you you remember that chained experience in my infancy i remember the chained experience in my cocoon stage so now that i'm mature in my spirit now that i'm mature in his word i don't need your chain because i know what you taught me and i'm not going to stray away from it and even if i do i'm going to come back because i remember what you taught me in my cocoon stage and that thing stuck with me, Curtis, so big. And I think as servant leaders, that's where we have to stand. We have to be changed, so chained to him and his word that even we don't understand the plan that he's doing, we see his hand setting the path before us. We may, we may not know what our mama was cooking when we grew up, but we knew it was dinner time. No doubt. We smelled Come it. Come on. <laughs> I didn't, let me take a second. On Sundays, my grandmother, rest of I didn't know what she was cooking, and you better not ask, because if you're hungry, it doesn't matter what I cook. Come on here. Some of y'all don't know that, okay? These young folk get, get choices, okay? But it didn't matter what she cooked. It's on the stove. It's Sunday. That was understood. No one had to tell me that dinner was ready and dinner was coming. Yeah. It's coming. So please understand that you don't want, my grandfather used to say, I used to say, rest his soul too. That was my dog. And, and he would always, I said, what you want to eat, Grandpa? He, he, I mean, just the coolest dude. He said, I just want dumb food. Okay? And we know the best food is the ones that simmer. That's it. Love me some neck bones and rice, but you got to slow cook them things. Ooh. They don't fall off the bone, okay? And I don't want a blessing that doesn't simmer. I'm just, I 
Yeah. I don't want a blessing that God didn't let simmer season and ready for me. But that happens, Curtis, as you say, in that cocoon stage. And we don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And, and I'm going to say this, that, you know, don't be, I, I just got this. Don't be so quick to jump out there. Don't be so quick. And I'm speaking to myself as well. Don't be so quick to jump out there or jump on a decision just because they offered it to you. Go back and seek God and pray about the decision. If you have a spouse, pray together. Because at the end of the day, ultimately, y'all y'all two are going to be making that decision together with God. So don't be so quick to jump out there on the first thing that you see. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say that. No, for sure. And as we continue talking about, I know y'all, you know, I want you to pray for our brother. The enemy been trying to come at all my speakers and I appreciate him still being here. Um, you know, I want to attack a few more things before, um, you know, we let you go. And um, I'm loving this banter we have here, you know, in servant leadership. And we talk about the servant leaders arsenal. I'm thankful for our brother Dennis, who talked about we are weapons of mass destruction. That thing still got me. Because I'm telling you, I, my chest been stuck out since Monday, okay? Because when you think about that, but talking about how we have to be truly tried and, 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 and sent in the fire, right, before we can actually be made into those weapons of mass destruction. And then Brandy, I says Brandy came last night and talked about in the arsenal has to be prayer first. We have to be prayer, not just prayer, as you said, but specific prayer. Okay. Some of us kind of miss out on things because we think it's almost like you know, kids with students, y'all know, y'all take players home, y'all take students home. And sometimes, you know, you got to feed the children. So you're like, what y'all want? I'll just take this, right? They don't know what they can ask for, right? Because they haven't tried you before. They don't know, yeah, can I get a full meal? Or should I just lowball this thing? Because I've tried you before, right? So we have to be specific in our prayers and understand who Christ is. Because once you do that, you don't have to worry about a small or big. Be specific and ask. And he said, I will give you the desires of your heart. I'll give you exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can ask. Ain't no limit. Now, down to you, our brother who talks about in our arsenal, we must be selfless. In our arsenal, we have to be faithful, Right. But I think so often, Curtis, in the preparation of the servant leader, and I hear and people will hear me talk about this often, and the preparation of the servant leader is where it, it kind of gets a disconnect. We'll put servant leader in our hashtags, our bios, and that's fine. I think that's awesome. We need more and more servant leaders. Everyone should be a servant leader, right? That's the goal. But I think the hard portion is we're not going to be here always. All right, there was a little a little one behind you just being so great right now. I'm just praying her through to this whole way too, because I'd be like, Daddy, okay. All right. But I'm I'm looking at her and I'm looking at your players and I'm looking at mine and all the coaches on the line and all those that listen, those in your congregation, your youth group, right? Those at your job, the people that are coming up in that infancy stage, right? We tell them they need to be servant leaders. We tell them that. But unlike how if for us, we don't lay out that blueprint. We don't tell them how it should be done, yeah. right? And so for you, as we have you here, as a coach, as a minister, as a speaker, as a leader, as a teacher, as so many hats that you wear to lead people, okay? You've given us the, the faithful and selfless awesome, but if there was a way 
as we are trying to build these mini leaders, as I call them, how can you tell us to approach that in a spiritual nature to help build these young people who honestly, they spend more time with us than they probably even do with their parents. How do we build this regime of young people who are seeking God's face, who aren't ashamed to admit who he is and to develop that relationship that's detached from mom and dad? So I'm going to say this, uh, I run an organization called FCA, and so bold, honestly, with my, my walk with Christ. No, I don't go around and be like, yeah, I'm a minister, this, that, and the third, but my actions and what I say, I say out of my mouth lines up with Christ. And, and, and I believe that kids now, this generation is a show me generation. And with what, with what I'm showing them with my actions and what I say out of my mouth and how I treat them and how I talk to them, I believe that that's helping them be like, all right, I can be like, I can be cool and still love Jesus and still be bold, but still have that rough side because I need it to fight the enemy. Come on. Um, so I, I would just say your actions has to line up with Christ and what you say out of your mouth has to line up with Christ. Because I, I, I've noticed that people do say they are serving leader, but what are your actions? What are you doing in the schoolhouse? Are you in the break room enjoying that conversation that you know you should be enjoying? Come on. You are talking crazy with the coaches, but you men that are looking up to you, you know, but you call yourself a servant leader. So it's just all about your actions and what you say out of your mouth should lines up with Christ. I believe that. You know, and I think that's golden. And like Coach Gunn said in here, Coach G said, the actions always speak louder than the words. And he's watching, right? We had another coach, Coach Courtney Gray down here. And he said, you know, you're going to walk the walk and be the example. But vulnerability and transparency. Now, that's, that's, that's it right there. And that's something that I had to learn as I grew older in this coaching and education and leadership uh, game. You know, I, we hold and, and even take all the coaching, everything, leadership, period. We hold things so close to the vest because it's like, I don't want to tell my business. Mm-mm. Right. That was me. That's still me to an extent. Right. But we have to recognize that what we go through is not for us. Nope, it is not. You are so right, Chelsea. I'm sorry to cut you off. No. Said that vulnerability, I recognized that probably four years ago. Um, and that helped me build my relationship with Christ, but also with a student athlete and with kids in the school because it's like, all right, I'm not in this by myself. Like, I didn't go through this by myself. Like, I've been through depression. I understand what it is. Never did before up until probably like five years ago. Worst part of my life ever going through that depressed state. And I was like trying to figure out like what's going on because I've never been this kind of way. And it wasn't for me. It's for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And you hit it on the head. Everything that you go through in life, I had to recognize that it wasn't for you. It's for your ministry down the line who you not who you don't see right now but they're going to come in your life come on and, they, and you're going to have to minister to them and build them up 
and let them know like, all right, God brought me out of this. I've been through there. I've been in your shoes. God brought me out. He's going to bring you out. But this is what you have to do. Endure the process. Look to the hills which come with your help. Come on. You got to stay holding on. You got to stay faithful. You got to get in that word. Fast and pray. Those are the things that you have to do in order to maintain and go through that storm in your life. These are the experiences that I had. That's how you build me up. So you hit it right on the head. Whoever said vulnerability, yeah. Yeah. And that was Coach Courtney Gray. You got to be transparent. Like all my kids, all my student athletes, like I have an open door policy now. We can talk about anything. It ain't got to be about football. It's about life. Because at the end of the day, when you leave me, you're going to be a better young man. You're going to understand that. All right, Coach Clark, he loves Jesus. <laughs> you know, like, you're you going to know how to pray. Like, you're going like, you to see that walk in me. Like, I walk it out every day, every yeah. day. And I'm one of the few coaches, and I'm going to be honest with you, I do not cuss my kids out. I don't cuss at all. That's it. Like, and they be looking at me crazy because I be digging into them, but I don't cuss. Right. I was about to say, you still get your point across, though, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> and, and, and the looks on my face, my paws about to pop out of my head, they know that I'm digging into them. But they also know it's coming from a loving place. That's right. And that's what servant leaders, you know, you call yourself a servant leader, you got to have that love and spirit as well. Because you tear down to build back up. And you can't leave a kid there. See, comes in and vulnerability is in the place because they're going to understand that, all right, it's a loving place. I know who he is. I know what he stands for. I know his character. So that was head on, Coach Greg. That was good. That was good right there. Yeah, he hit the nail on the head with that one. He did. And one of the things that people in general, right, yeah. not just, I used to say young people, and they do. My mom used to always say, uh, you know, I was say, you from the show me state, Missouri, because you got to be shown, right? And so you're from Missouri because they got to be shown. And it, and that's how kids are. What's the first thing they say? You don't know. But people do too. How you know? You think you can tell me, right? But I think more than anything, it's one of those things where when you experience something and people see you, they see you walking. People always say they love to say this. I get this more than anything. It doesn't like anything ever bothers you. Doesn't seem like anything ever happened was wrong in your life. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> right? And then the thing is, there's that fine line. But like you said, when you're able to show that sweetheart, yes, it was. But what you see is the glory and how God showed up in my life. Yes. So that transparency is important. It's amazing for me. And most people that know me and know me well know that I actually teach and coach at the place where I actually went to school and play ball. And so I get, well, got that. It's rare that I get that anymore, unless for the freshman that first meet me. But you always get, well, how do you know? Well, baby, you know what? Do me a favor. Go down to the journalism classroom, pick up the old five yearbook, and <laughs> or go to the gym or go to the library and look in the Hall of Fame room. And now let's talk. But the thing that does is not a bragging moment. What it says is, oh, you had Miss Such and Such. You actually teach in a classroom where I used to sit, y'all. 
And one of the things it does, that's on their level. But in life, when you talk to the person about how you were sick and the doctor said, no, I don't know a route to remove that. And God said, bump their route. I am the way, the truth and the life. What? What? So let me tell you this. Well, how do you know? I tell you how I know. And before, and actually I will say this, my young people taught me about transparency. So Coach, where you're on that, because it was, it was like, that's not your business. That's what I use all the time. I don't want people in my business. And, and I didn't recognize what I was doing. I did not recognize that I was blocking God's goodness from being able to shine through. Yeah. Oh, when you are able to be a testimony, your testimony is not for you. We hear it all the time. That test is for the testimony. That test that you've been in is for the message, right? That trial was for the triumph. I can keep going. Yeah. But I can promise you this. Everything that he took you through, going back to that cocoon stage, gives you and equips you with everything that you need for where he's taking you to. Yep. So on that job, where you're struggling, I promise you that even when it doesn't feel good, it's going to prepare you for the next. That illness that you may be in or watching a family member battle their health, I promise you, I promise you, when they are healed, take it from me, okay? I'll tell it wherever I go. When you are healed, you are able to walk a little bit differently and trust God a little bit differently because you know when he truly says, by my stripes, you recognize what those stripes do. And so in leadership, we have to be mindful uh, one, no, I'm not going to sit here and tell all my business, but I have to be a light. And it doesn't come from wearing a poster and all that stuff saying, hey, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. It's like you said, like the song say, walk it like I talk it, right? I got to walk what I talk. Yep. Jesus didn't go around on his time that he walked the earth talking about, I do this, I do this, I do this. Hey, check me out. You didn't hear about me? I did this. No. Who went to witness? People. And that's how we have to be. So I love that. I think that's golden, Coach. I really do. And the crazy thing about Jesus, he was telling them, don't tell nobody. Come on, <laughs> yes! <laughs> you hit a nail on the head, yes! Don't tell nobody. Like, but he already knew that it was going to go tell. Like, I, I, I was like baffled by that. Like, Jesus, like, how you tell somebody not to tell somebody that they heal? But it's about witnessing and like, like getting the blessing, like, all right, Jesus did it. He's the guy. He's the guy. But nobody believed. But one thing I do want to say, and one thing I do tell tell my players, as a man, and, and I deal with black, white, purple, blue, orange, yellow. I deal with all types of males. But I tell them I love them. And as a, as a black male, any type of male, you should tell your males that you love them. Because you don't know what they're going to seek at home, what they're going through at home, how they, you know, whatever going on at home. Because when they leave you, we don't know. So I, I would tell the males, even the female coaches on here, tell your players that you love them every day. Because life is nothing but a vapor. And we don't know the next hour, the next minute, the next second, if we may see them again, or they may see us again. But you always, always, always want to tell them that you love them. I think that's golden. But I think more than anything that you said is the remark about, you know, Christ not even, I ain't trying to be, look, I did it, but I ain't trying to 
to have y'all go glow, right? And that goes yeah. back to the selfless portion of what should be in our arsenal. Stop wanting applause. Stop wanting applause, right? We're not, that is not what we're working towards. That's not what we're, yeah, let me tell you something. I don't care any amount of money. I don't care any amount of accolades. I'm appreciative. Yeah. I'm not gonna ever feel and not be appreciative of these things that God has allowed to come my way. Yeah. But what does the word tell us? What profit a man to go wild world and lose his soul? You know, like Coach Brittany Ezell, I love her. She's a mentor of mine, big sister of mine. She always says this. She says, when I get to heaven, I want to be tired, y'all. I want to be leaning on my knees, panting. Because she always hears me say, I'm running errands for the Lord. That's what I'm doing. And she says, when I get to heaven, I want to be tired. I don't have anything left in my tank. I want to be tired. And I want him to say, servant, well done. I feel that as servant leaders, if we look to that as the golden mine, if we look to that as what we're reaping, right? Awards and accolades, they're good, y'all. I get that. Who doesn't appreciate a good award? I get that. But as a coach, as a true servant leader, as an educator who's a true servant leader, as a boss and employee that's a true servant leader, as a pastor that's a true servant leader, we all are going to align on the same wavelength. You can't take it. My grandfather used to say the richest place is the cemetery. Yep. You can't take none of that with you. Okay. But that servant well done. If we work to receive that servant well done. And that's what we should be working, working for. That's the servant leader's mission. I believe that. Uh, and, I, and I agree with you, Chelsea. And one thing that I want to piggyback off of is your purpose. Like, don't, like, a lot of people leave this earth not fulfilling their purpose. Mm. A lot of people don't even know what their purpose is. Come on. You know, and I would challenge you to ask God, what is my purpose um, in, in this life? Because at the end of the day, just like you say, your mentor, like, the Bible says we scarcely make it in. Mm-hmm. We scarcely make it in. And she would be tired. Like you want to be, you don't want to be pregnant going home. You want to be empty. That's it. Gave it all, God. I gave it all to you, and it was for your glory. Yeah. Not for mine. Not for my selfish gain. Not for none of that. It was for your glory. And that's all I want to hear is serving well done. I don't want to hear. I don't know you. I don't. I don't know you. Get out of my face. Listen. That's that's my motivation too. Not just the well done get there and that's it like you know steve harvey old school steve harvey now y'all young folk i'm sorry okay and see i, I always call myself a tweener people call me young and that's fine i can be that but i grew up in the old school though i grew up on the cusp where we still got the traditional things and i grew up where the 90s stuff still let it was the truest part of growing up 80s and 90s right and so the old school steve harvey where he does the skit where you get there and he tells you you ain't making it in at it but y'all i'm telling you that's most motivation enough for me too you said it best life is but a vapor we think we have so much time i'll do it tomorrow don't worry about it i know i said i was gonna you know i have this plan and I'm amazing I'm gonna, I'm gonna implement it at some point no because as you said and as i always say i'm running errands for the lord i'm gonna keep running them and one thing I when you have your to-do list over here, I got my little notebook and I have my to-do list. 
I don't finish. I'm not coming home till I've taken everything off that list. And that's how our lives work as servant leaders should be. I don't want him to call me home and I haven't checked everything he asked for me to do off of my list. I want to be fully and completely tired and I want him to look at me and say, girl, you shouldn't even question if you coming up in here. Come on, I had to ad lib on what I say for you. Y'all know how I do, I ad lib on what he say. But to hear, I know you not from my creator and there's no do over, mm -mm, that's enough push for me to follow his template as a servant leader. That's golden coach. That's golden. You know, as we begin to wrap up, I, I always want to make sure I don't get carried away. <laughs> so I just uh, that that my coaches and my leaders that are actually in the forum with us here, if you had a question or a comment or anything for this good brother, uh, do so. You can do that now. Just want to be sure. Yo, um, I got one quick thing. First off, great to see everybody that's here. I know it's been a while. Y'all gonna leave me alone by my hair. You look um, amazing, it, G. It, it was a playoff cut, okay? Deal with it. Um, <laughs> it'll be back in a couple of weeks. But I'm sitting here, like, trying to scoff down some food because I'm in between this practice, that practice, a signing day, you name it. And I'm sitting out here at the baseball park right next to the gym that we're about to practice at. And it's a youth team. They couldn't be no more than... I don't know, seven, eight years old playing baseball. And when you were talking about regardless of the level, regardless of the, the amount of pay that you're going to get or not going to get as a coach, and I'm sitting here and I'm watching these coaches that's probably been at work all day, and they're here. And they're accountable, and they're working with the pitchers, and they're throwing BP to kids in the cage and stuff. And some of these kids may or may not even remember these dudes' name in a few years. Um, and they might, though. I remember all my coaches, good and bad. Uh, but everybody don't don't think the same. But the, the key is, at least from a coaching perspective, they're here and they're, they're present and they are working with them. I don't know what they're telling them, good or bad, but all I can see from the outside looking in is they're here and, and, and they're available and they're accountable to help those kids out. And it's huge. So... I say that to you, Curtis, and Chelsea, and Chris, and whoever else may, may be on. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, if we if we got one, you know, it's it's a victory. Small victory, but it's a victory. If we got two or three, even better. If we got five or six, great. But if we got one, you know, to see the light or to figure it out or help them get to the to the to the better side of things, then it's a victory and it's not always easy, but it's still a victory. But I don't want to cut short. And I got to ride because I got to get out of here and find me a phone booth so I can get out of this stuff so I can move. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate you, Superman. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. That's where, that's where my logo you, came from. But great to see everybody. Good to see you, man. Good luck with everything. We appreciate you. No doubt. And I, and I, you know, just to go off of what coach G said, he's been doing some amazing things and congrats to all that he's been doing. And it's just amazing watching these servant leaders who, you know, y'all say, I'm, I'm sorry, I couldn't connect today. I had this. I'm like, servant leader's supposed to be busy. That's what we just talked about. But one of the things that you just said is 
exactly what the word tells us that he left the 99 for the one. And if he can do that, I'm telling you right now, it doesn't always feel that way, but if we just say one and just imagine if every servant leader made that their goal, one. Chelsea, I'm great, but one. I'm, I'm going to piggyback off that um, gun. Go when, when you said if we just got one. So I'm at practice and I say I got one DB. I tell that I tell that one DB all the time. You're going to get all my love and attention today. Because no matter what comes, no matter who comes, you're going to get it. You're going to get all my love and attention today. And, 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 and I also want to say, as a servant leader, and you know, you say we got to stay busy, but in your busyness, who are you impacting with your life? Come on. Come on. Like, that's what it's about, impacting. Instead of, what's the word? Um, always trying to be relevant and, and be popular. I'm about impacting. I tell the kids all the time, like, I'm not here to, to be your friend or be popular. I'm here to impact your life. So, so what are you doing and willing to impact as you're in your busyness as a servant leader? Like, are you impacting enough kids in your life? And, you know, Coach G jumped off because he had to go to practice. But I'm saying, yeah. excuse me, if he was still in here, he would have came right back through this phone at you because that is his power word. I've known G for a little over a year since we've been, you know, started this platform and that's his major thing, impact. Mm -hmm. It says that that's my mission. That's my goal, impact. Who are we impacting? It makes no sense if we're just doing something to do it. Who are you impacting every single day? And you're so right about that. We'd be busy. I like that. Now. What are you doing? Okay. Yep. We all know what busy work feel like. Yep. I'm a teacher. I know what it feels like when I leave stuff. I leave stuff that's important, but I also leave stuff to keep you busy enough to not be cutting up. Right? So are we busy just meddling, passing time? Are we busy to make an impact? I love it. Coach Chris, did you have something, boo? I do. Um, thanks for sharing uh, tonight. Um, wrote down a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff really hit home. I like how you were saying, um, Chelsea, I brought up the question, you know, when you're going through, what do you do? And you said, uh, fast, pray, and seek God's face. Needed to hear that tonight. But your message of uh, remaining selfless, uh, that hit home right there. Like, you know, I got a lot of stuff going on too, but like, I always remain, remain selfless and it feels good. And I'm just like, you know, like, oh, I'm drowning, but like still serving, still remaining selfless. So I uh, needed to hear that tonight. It was wonderful. And uh oh for you, brother. And you're going to be, you're going to be all right too. Thank you. Thank you. That's all God. That's all God. For sure. And Coach Chris, I can attest, and we all know that, that she is one of the most selfless people um, on this journey of the servant leader coaches Bible study that we've seen, even down to the things that we talk about, the things people don't want to do. That's what she does. And that's the crazy part. She's the encourager. She's the one that you just had the worst that you look down at your phone. It's almost like she's seeing peaking. Mind you, she's in Cincinnati. I'm in Florida. <laughs> but it's she always knows, and it doesn't matter. So just know she's going to find you and she's going to always be encouraged you. That's what she does. Yeah. She is that person that's always going to stand on the sideline 
And as you said before, I'm going to cheer for you genuinely. I'm going to encourage you genuinely because I know that my blessing coming and me cheering for you and supporting you is not going to stop that. True mark of a servant leader is that selflessness. And she has a badge of honor, Chris, and we appreciate you for that. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. And as we as we start to close, man, one, you know, I appreciate you. I've been saying this all the time. And I'll say this to anybody that's listening currently and who will listen if you're listening on the podcast when we place that in here. Uh, one of the things that my grandparents, my mother always taught me is that when you are doing right, when you are staying in God's will, the enemy is going to come at you. We're all coaches. We all know sports, even if we don't coach. We've all played something. You've been in something, Right. And so, you know, at the end of the day, if you're the team to beat, you got a target on your back. Everybody around the city is trying to find film on you, trying to come in your gym and take their own video, see what you got, right? Going to try to figure out how to stop you here and there. Why? Because you're a threat. And so please recognize that as servant leaders and as followers of Christ, what we're doing is will. Will we remain in his will? It's the job of the enemy. The enemy is busy too, y'all. Orderly busy too, because he has a mission. Christ is not the only one with a mission. The enemy has a mission, and that mission is to derail you from the calling of your life that Christ has. And if they can do that, and as I said this on night one, the closer you get to that blessing, the harder the enemy is going to work. I go back to the game. This for you, coach. Anybody that's listening, this is not me. Please hear him speaking through me. It's just like the game. You start on level one and you pass that thing like this. You think you a champ. But by the time you get to the final stage of that game, it's like you can't beat it. It's like you can't make it. They start throwing extra darts and fireballs and, and adding extra levels and more buttons you got to press, right? When you get to end of your doctoral or master's program they start hitting you with all this stuff anytime you get closer to that blessing please understand that the enemy goes into overdrive to derail you from what god is trying to get you to see and so what i say to you my brother what i say to my sister brandy who was on the night before my brother dennis and any servant leader or individual who is listening and working do not get weary in your well-doing your blessing is coming. And the reason why the enemy is coming is because he sees God working on the other side of the pool. So brother, I thank you for your message. I thank you for your endurance. I thank you for your words of wisdom today in the servant leaders arsenal to be selfless and to be faithful. We all need to be. You practice that. You gave that tonight in spite of the war that's raising with you that nobody even recognizes and understands even in the midst of what you gave. And so as the enemy tries to attack and come in on you and your family, I stand here and rebuke it all, my brother, and just know that we are praying with you and for you. Not so. Thank you. Absolutely. So I'm gonna give you a final word that you wanna maybe say to the listeners. And if you could say a prayer to close us out, man, just know I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart for the push. Yes. So I I wanna say this um, to you, Chelsea. I know that um, it's been a year and you really just don't understand what God is getting ready to do for you, girl. You really just don't understand what God is getting ready to do for you and your family and for your career. 
eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. I don't know if I'm on mute, but God is getting ready to bless you so crazy because of your faithfulness, your selflessness, your, your zeal that you have for him. Just, just prepare. Just, just prepare. It's coming, girl. It's coming. You're it not is on coming. mute. It's coming. It is coming. And I'm going to be like, I'm next. I'm next. I'll be like, That's right. That's right. You in the neighborhood. <laughs> but God is getting ready to bless you, sis. Like, he is getting ready to bless you and your family, your career, as I said. But uh, let's go to God in prayer. Um, God, we thank you, God, for today. We thank you, God, for the three days of revival, the weapons of mass destruction, God, and, and God, how we should be praying first, God, and, and how we should remain faithful and be selfless in, in our walk, God, and, and as servant leaders. But God, as a servant leader, God, I, I can't forget about Sister Chelsea, God. I'm, I'm pointing all my prayers towards her, God. Just uplift her, give her strength right now in the name of Jesus, God. Wherever she may walk, whatever she may touch, let her claim that territory right now in the name of Jesus, God. Whoever she may impact in her life, whatever young lady she may impact in her life, let them remember the Christ in her, the light that she has on the inside of her. And God, just, just touch her family, whatever's going on, God, in her family, whatever may be going on, I don't know, God, just you fix it. Whatever is going on, you do it right now in the name of Jesus, God. Touch Chelsea mindset, God. The enemy may attack the mind, God, but touch it right now, God. Just put a hedge of protection around her and her family and her career right now in the name of Jesus, God. Give her a new boldness right now. Give her a new talk. Give her a new mindset. Just, just give her a new everything right now in the name of Jesus, God. Whatever you're doing with this revival, God, you take it to the next level right now in the name of Jesus, God. And God, we thank you for everyone that is going to listen to this, to this podcast. We thank you for all the coaches that chimed in, God. Give, give, give the coaches direction, God. God, just give them healing in their hearts and their minds and in their spirit. God, settle them, God. Give them peace right now in the name of Jesus, God. And God, we thank you in advance, God, for the blessings that you're getting ready to do for Chelsea and for the coaches that are on this call, God. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, my good brother. I appreciate that and I receive it humbly and according to his word. And I appreciate yes, it so much. You know, I thank you all for listening. Please understand that even though this week ends, we got an overflow. We got an overflow coming next week for you guys. So please just stay tuned to what God is doing to the amazing men and women who are not just coaching and leading, but they don't forget where they came from. I tell people all the time, it's not about their positions, but they recognize who positioned them there. And we're going to continue to walk in God's will. We're going to continue to do his will. So we thank you all for listening. We thank you all for fellowshipping. We thank you all for being with us, learning more about the servant leaders arsenal. Please take into account that we are weapons of mass destruction. Please take into account that prayer, specific prayer, is one of the things that we definitely need in our arsenal. And please understand that we must be selfless and faithful in the servant leader arsenal. We don't stop now because it was one year in celebration. We continue to move forward so that when we blink and it's two years, we're going to turn up. So I thank you guys for listening. Love you guys. If, I don't care if it's a revival on technology, if you don't know Christ as your personal savior, yes, have strayed and you want to come back, 
If you need a fellowship that needs to happen, the servant leader is available for you. We ask and charge you that you can message anybody that you see on any of the platforms. We will pray for you. We will give you what you need. Any prayer requests, send them to us. We are here. Guys, it's not a form of fashion. We are doing God's work and we enjoy doing it and being his servant. So we thank you guys. Love you all. And we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you. Thank you, coach.